up, kid. All I gotta say is, Portland can't say shit. It's scintillating. It's sensational. It's Seattle Sounders FC soccer. Welcome to Sounders Scuttlebutt. I'm Aaron Lingley, and as always, I'm joined by your Alliance Council President, Guerrilla FC President, and the Communications Director for the Independent Supporters Council, Cameron Collins. Kobe. What's up? I did it perfectly. Know? I did it I did it perfectly. What's up? And then I ruin it. What's up, man? Off the top, I just want to say congratulations to Max Verstappen on winning his second ever world championship. Uh, he has two and only two, uh, just two. That's it. <laughs> you know what? That was that was very that was nice of you. You know, yeah. just to shout him out for winning just two, just two, only two. Landed. And this is Formula One we're talking about for you new listeners that we always bring up to the ire of our scuttlebutt fan base. Join the Discord. It's in the show description. Yeah. But did, oh, yeah. have you you seen that clip right of Lando Norris? Yeah, <laughs> I shared it with you, or did you share it with me? I, either Off way, I don't know, but I saw it. Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, it was hilarious. Lando and I agree, and and shout out to the Kraken for starting today. First games tonight. Uh, I don't know what ESPN's deal was, but the first game went long, and then there was a huge ceremony for um, the Golden Knights. Uh, the Golden Knights. So it started forty five minutes late. So I feel like that's just if you're on the road and then the games has to start late and you're just sitting around, it doesn't help. They're losing two nothing. They're zero for two on power plays after the first period, and I just feel like they were screwed by by it all. Uh, and uh, we're about to get an Astros versus Rangers ALCS. So everything is uh, good in in the world, right? Yay! Seahawks are good. Yeah, yeah, not Forty ers good, but <laughs> they're good. I think yeah, we're at a chance to win the NFC right now, which is the fourth best odds according to like Pro Football Focus or one of them. Yeah, I mean, I'm before we alienate or have people turn off um, for not talking Sounders soccer related stuff. But I, my goal is beat the teams that are competing for the wild card, like the Giants or not the Giants, the uh, the Lions, yeah. and. Potentially Cowboys right there later in the season. Beat those teams, be comfortably in wild card. Because, yeah, the damn 49ers. Shout out to Rick, OG listener. That's right. That's um, right. We have a 49ers fan. Yeah, and we're not going to talk shit about them right now. Um, no, we're going to. Something about that Brock Purdy guy is like, I can't hate him. <laughs> like, it was easy to be annoyed by other players on the 49ers in years past, but. I mean, I don't think it's. Can't hate it's that guy. Nobody. He's not good. He just has so much talent around him that all he has to do is not screw up. He's Chad Pennington. He's Chad Pennington when they when he kept bringing the Jets to the AFC Championship. Wasn't that Mark Sanchez? No, I don't. I don't the way long time ago. I'm talking like Mark was a long time ago. Chad Pennington yeah. was in the, early, in the mid 2000s, early 2000s. He was just before Mark, right? Anyway, it doesn't matter. Let's talk. Yeah. Let's get some other green conversation going our way. Um, People are chanting. 
Yeah, people people are excited that Messi was eliminated from the play, from the playoffs. I just don't understand the hate for Messi and Miami. Like the, especially people I know who root for East, Eastern teams, but even some Sounders fans. Like this is we had the greatest player who ever played. It's like the hate for LeBron. I get I get hating LeBron if you're a direct rival, but otherwise, why? It doesn't make sense. Like why are you hating on Messi? Yeah, and I'm going to crack a beer here um, to give you my two cents. And I came prepared, man. For I was just telling you, 58 episodes, and I've always had to like get up and edit out the me walking to the fridge in my garage to get a freaking beer. And I brought the cooler out, sat it right next to me, and I, I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. If you're, if you're a direct rival, Portland and Vancouver to Seattle, right? Or the Celtics and Lakers, right? Their history or something like that. Yeah. Any, any reason to cheer the downfall of your rival totally makes sense. But also as much as I don't care to like closely follow other clubs in the MLS, like gen- I'll, I'll surface level, right? Cause we do this. I want to not, I don't want to be like, I don't know who that is. Who's messy. But what he's doing for this league, we've talked about it is this is what tenfold David Beckham? Oh yeah. Potentially. Right? Yeah. I mean the the fact that social media is such a bigger fab like part of our lives and and gets gathers so much momentum. Right? That how many how many Instagram followers did they get in like the hours Crazy days amount. after he signed, right? And the in the kit sales, right? So the things like this is benefits our league, which is single entity. This gives us the possibility, the coffers, to be able to do to sign world class players that aren't thirty five going down the road. Now I'm not saying this off season we're going to see you know five more World Cup athletes <laughs> like coming I mean, to. We get some of them, but yeah, like uh, it, it won't happen just because of the economics of it, right? Like. They have to raise the the new prices are pretty outrageous for what they they're gonna have to pay in Miami and and in some route from a fan slash supporters perspective we should be concerned about stuff like that uh, yeah. because we don't want the fan bases to just be replaceable right it 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 will erase the authenticity of cheering for a team when it becomes mm-hmm. just corporate ghoulism just. Let's raise the money, but not not that our team is immune from that either. I've I've uh, heard some comments from Sounders front office people, not current front office people, people that are no longer with the club, that said they would be happy to make more money if it replaces the fans. But that is definitely not the case with the current front office, nor with Peter Tomazawa before that. Uh, he got it. He came in and was like, "No, everything is built from the ground up," and so. Uh, we're lucky to have a club that that listens and you know they might not always agree with us but they will listen uh which is something that you know isn't isn't necessarily the case everywhere else yeah and i mean this league is is growing right it's not the mid 2000s um but our f- fan base is now reaching what it's second generation pretty much yeah right like i was early 20s, late teens, early 20s, when we had our inaugural season. And now I have a house and a kid, and my daughter's been to some games, and and 
she's three or four, right? She's not getting attached to it. But there's kids that are older that grew up with these sounders. Oh, yeah. Right? My buddy, and they're starting to get jumped. My son was like three when it started, and he's in high school now. Yeah. So my point being is that and um, as the league gets older, its fan base will have more expendable income and still have the younger generation filling up the supporters groups live getting drunk, right? As you get older, you might step away from the supporters groups because you don't want to stand or it's loud. Yeah. But, but you know, but that's, that's, that's part of it. it. But we aren't 100 years old. The league isn't 100 years old, right? We don't yeah. have that, that, that. So to, to just spike the prices like that, when I, if I were in Miami, I wouldn't, there goes my season tickets. There'd be yeah. no way with, with the way it's not, it wasn't as much in this world right now. This world sucks. I can't yeah. afford shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I just know that, you know, back in my day, we used to have to walk uphill both ways in the snow just to root for the Sounders. You kids today don't understand. Um, that's going to be us in a few years. Yeah. It's pretty much me now. Like with, you know how I am with social media. <laughs> I can't even, I can't even get, I can't even tell our, our listeners in enough time to give us some, some scuttlebutt, which actually, to be fair, I was just kind of like, Hey, you want to record tonight? We have usually when we have a gap like this, it's like, we just kind of figure out and roll into a day. But um, do apologize for not being able to include all of you. But we do have some scuttlebutt from Up and Top Model that I'd like to get your. Um, yeah, real quick before you do that. Oh, yeah. Part of a war on Twitter today because I just. I felt I felt bad for what's gone on in the Pac-12 and how there's only going to be two teams left. Uh, and I, I felt really bad for Cougar fans and. uh Beavers fans, but in the last couple days, Cougars fans have become so insufferable. First, with the lawsuit that f- was filed, and they're like quoting passages from a brief, and they're not lawyers. They don't understand what it means or the strategy behind why the words are the way they are. And then today, with the new AD of Washington saying, you know, we we don't know if we'll have an Apple Cup because we have to have seven home games, and so having that game go back and forth may just not be feasible under the economics of what it is to play as a college football team in this in this environment uh they've become so insufferable and awful in the last two days that i poked one and i started a huge war with cougars fans man i just it's 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 hard to feel bad with people when they're that insufferable so you're not missing much on twitter that and and that's that's why i don't go on (laughs) and lots of uh awful genocide atrocities going on right now oh. on Twitter. It's, it's hard. Like you're watching, you're seeing the images and um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of sports teams decided to wade into that uh, and made comments. Thankfully the Sounders didn't because I just, none of them are making nuanced comments. They're all making like blanketed one-sided comments. And I'm just like, no, we should care about people. I'm, People over governments. Yeah. If only were that easy. I know. So we didn't, haven't weighed into, into it, thankfully. And. They didn't do it. Sounds right. Yeah. Like when you go in a pool. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> we, 
we haven't earlier I said we haven't weighed on weighed weighed in on it, but you know, weighted W A D E D weighted. I'm just gonna move on. I I, I, I now I, now I'm second guessing myself. Um, muffin top model on our Discord in the yeah. mailbag. Again, show description. Join us. Um, it's hot on game days, and when I tell you that we're recording in more than 30 minutes time, we get a lot more of these. But he sure. I actually haven't clicked on the the Twitter link, which is funny. So if you look at the URLs for Twitter, and it's it still says Twitter. Yeah. It's, Even though he made that all that he's an idiot. Uh, Alaska Airlines is not no, not muffin top model. You were talking about Elon Musk. Just to make that yes, clear. yes, you sorry, he's an idiot. yeah, yeah, yeah. We love our model. Um, so yeah, he gave us a link here. Alaska Airlines is out for PTFC. That's Portland. Yep. Uh, end of season, which will be next weekend. And fingers crossed. Looks like still sponsoring the Thorns though. And then is that you with the? Uh, Devil horn rock and roll. No, some, somebody. So someone likes that. And for me, I, I said, it is was it because? What would you say? I said it was a year too late. They should have gone through with it last year when they made the thread. So, la- so what you, what, what's the? Give me the context here. Like I know Alaska is based here, and there's been right. some ire with that, right? But so because the- because we got Xbox, Alaska went and got the Timbers. Um, and, you know, Alaska is the sponsor of um, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, your Seattle Superhawks are now affiliated with Alaska Airlines. Oh, really? Cool. Uh, as of a couple weeks ago, they are a sponsor um, in some form, uh, along with Pepsi and some other cool stuff. And um, I hate Pepsi, though. <laughs> I'm a Coke man. Uh, I love Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Pepsi only wins the taste test because it's sweeter tasting. And so for that first taste, you like it better. But after that, it is not better ever. But anyway, I I digress. Uh, Last year, when they had all of the issues with the front office uh, Mm -hmm. around the thorns first and, and, um, you know, the sexual assault that the coach committed and they didn't or or, uh, that was committing and all that kind of stuff. And they covered up and they covered up the uh, domestic violence of one of their players on the the Timbers and stuff like that. Alaska Airlines said they were going to pull their sponsorship. And I think uh, the reason that Muffin Top Model brings it up is had they done it last year, maybe they could have mm. been the Sounders jersey sponsor and we wouldn't have had the whole uh, kerfuffle with uh, Providence. Which ironically is the name of their stadium. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Okay, yeah. that makes all the sense in the world. Okay, I mean, yeah, I would yeah. Alaska would have made sense, right? Xbox, I think, was the perfect first sponsor for the Sounders. But if Alaska Definitely. had been possible thereafter, uh, it would have been at the time. I think, though, when uh, we changed sponsors to Zulily, obviously they were still with Portland, but Delta was the official airline partner of the Sounders. So I don't know if that would have been doable to. double down on uh, airlines and make one mad. And there's nothing, not that there's anything. I mean, we know, we know why we hate Providence and that decision and what they're all about, but there, there's also nothing like local about Providence, right? They're, they're in Oregon. Yeah. And and they they affiliated with Swedish and we have Swedish up here, but. um, Go with the Swedish branding. They, they do in the practice jerseys now, but they should just go with Swedish. They shouldn't have regardless. Yeah. Whereas Alaska Airlines is based here. Yeah, but it would have been 
that's its own can of worms if that oh, did happen because sure. now we're just take now we just have their previous kit sponsor and yes it's they're based here but now we have we're just taking what the timbers had and yeah, i wouldn't want any yeah, it's kit sponsors affiliation or though, right affiliate. like you you have you know you look at the number of teams that have had like emirates air i was um, just thinking that yeah like chelsea the to, I think Real Madrid had it to uh, PSG. To I mean, it's it's been all over. But these are our hated rivals. We were just talking about this. That's what I would have been like. Eh, I don't want to. Eh. But yeah, but then with the Sounders, I think you, Providence. You could board first, just like with the Kraken jersey. With the, you don't get to board ah. first. Actually, you go in Group uh, C rather than D. D is like regular, and so you get to go. Yeah, you have to go after the million mile members and the first class people. So yeah. it's not, no, you're not, you're not with peasants anymore. No. Yeah. I, I've, I've worn a Kraken jersey to do that on multiple occasions where I'll just throw a Kraken jersey in my bag, put it on, walk up, be like, Hey. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me. And I don't know how I would have felt. Probably would have been a little weird about it, but I probably wouldn't be as upset. Yeah. Just, I don't know if disgusted is the right word, but uncomfortable with our current uh sponsorship so yeah okay that makes sense to me oh now i see the now the comments are literally saying what you just said yeah, I, all yeah. i had to do was open up social media and read it um instead i waited to talk about my fun top models a little drip well, gave us. okay any other news going on uh shout out to jose Raze. um you know worked at I, I, I was at the Sounders garage sale this weekend for season ticket holders on Saturday uh, before the match instead of after. And uh, it was super fun. Uh, and Jose Raze was there working. So shout out. Got to hang out for a little bit. And, and who's uh, that? One of our listeners. Yeah. And, uh, and frequent and, and frequent Scuttlebutt Discorder. Absolutely. Like Discorder. And I, I'm actually wearing a pair of the shorts that I got there. I got three pairs of shorts and a training top and a windbreaker. Uh, the shorts I'm wearing right now are training shorts worn by Christian Roldan. Next year, I hope to have some good expendable income and I'm going to go ham, especially since oh. I know you and Nick, right? I'm going to get the front of the line. Yeah. Uh, it's relatively cheap. Anyways, I mean, tell you to show some stuff in your pants. The most expensive thing up. was a, a authentic jersey was fifty bucks, and that was the most expensive thing. Like all of its weight. Uh, Ross sales is awesome. They didn't have game worn jerseys this time. They had game worn like training tops, but no jerseys. But still, it's it's all right. I mean, I I enjoyed it. Um, you know, shout out to the Rave Foundation. All the proceeds go to the Rave Foundation, the Sounders charity charitable arm and uh it, it uh you know i got i actually got one of those mint mint blue jackets that uh Ooh. they were rocking they had some red jackets there that looked really cool but uh i couldn't get one it was funny they must have been wearing them after we changed sponsors because then a bunch of them there's patches covering up zulily so uh. <laughs> where the players were wearing them and they didn't want them showing off zulily I also got shorts for an employee whose initials were CC, which are my initials. So now I have Sounders shorts with my initials on them, which is pretty cool. Oh, it's like you're a coach. Yeah. Nice. Um, any other news going on? I'm sure we get to it. 
Uh, you know, I, Cincinnati. Do we talk about Cincinnati winning the Supporters Shield last week? I can't remember. Uh, no. Uh, yeah, they they had already won it. Um, they beat. Had they the, already? They, yeah, they had won it. They beat uh, Miami to knock Miami out of the playoffs. That's what happened last week. And uh, everything yeah, very eight points ahead with the win. So yeah, yeah. they they secured it last week. Everything kind of went the Sounders' way uh, outside of, of the Sounders game, except for the LAFC game. Uh, and yep. then uh, we kind of decided uh, to play our backups and not win. Which we will get into. Which we will get into. Yeah, we are in We're in third place, 50 points. LAFC, 51. Okay. Uh, I would request, because I'd like to, and, and Nick, you're listening. You listen to every episode. I would request that you don't start fights with my inaugural general manager coach of pub league who brought me into the league because last week you mentioned that i scored a hat trick on him yeah which did not happen you do it again this week you got two hat tricks now against him yeah i got to actually uh we do play him this weekend uh tron that's their team i don't know if that's your full name sorry nick but cool jerseys tron it's awesome um cool kits but you're listening right now, and I would like to have Nick on the next episode, whether this is uh, – well, it'll be after – I want to have Nick on, on whatever episode we do after the last episode, the last game of the season because yeah. I totally forgot, and I'm glad I reminded myself or had the light bulb go off. We did New Year's resolutions at the start of the season, oh, episode yeah. one of this season, right? And I don't want to go over them now, but I was reading through them and looking at what's happened. And yeah. it's pretty interesting. Uh, but the three of us kind of went over our kind of quote unquote best 11 at, at the time. Um, little dangling carrot here. Ariaga was in that. <laughs> um, who? For who? <laughs> For well, who? We, we, I listed the like what we presume to be our best 11 going into the season, right? And we put our New Year's resolutions for each player. We didn't have time to go through how mm. 18 or whatever. And we included Ariaga, not Reagan, as the other center back. And look I mean, I, I think there was probably so. a caveat because Reagan fell apart at the last end of last season at both the MLS and MLS Next Next Pro. Is that what it's called? Levels? So, uh, yeah. Well, let's we'll get into it next. I don't know if it'll be next episode. Something might drop that's huge that we'd want to pop on. But the the episode after the final regular season match, I'd like to have Nick on if he'll have us. If you don't piss him off by making up <laughs> fallacies, um, or if I score a hat trick on him this weekend, he'll be pretty pissed. <laughs> but hey, Nick, we love you, and we need to go over our New Year's resolutions. So, um, with that, I think we should uh, cut right into some Sounders talk. Let's do, do it. Yeah. Let's do it. Sounders sitting third in the West, one point below LAFC, what are we, six points, doesn't really matter, nothing really matters at this point, uh, we're in the playoffs, well, I, I shouldn't say that, yeah, we regarding St. Louis, regarding St. Louis, right. they, this game doesn't matter for them, so this will be an interesting conversation when we get into what's coming up next, being St. Louis, on how we approach that match. But first, I think we we need to talk about 
this last match against Vancouver. Um, lineup rolled out. You weren't at the match the whole time. You were there at the beginning. Yeah, I, I didn't. Saw, uh, I left Death before service. the started and saw yeah Death Cab for Cutie and Postal Service. And so I, you know, I followed along on my phone and I got to watch the last 15 minutes live because uh, it was in between bands. But but uh, I did see the the lineup and um, was displeased with the rotation. So let's go over that lineup. Let's see here. So who did we not have? So we, the last match. Uh, so we, we had Nico slot in. Yeah, we had Nico slot in for Rusnak. And we had a Tensio, yeah. And then we had a Tensio slot in for Obed. Mm-hmm. And that was the only change, right? Because we had Jordan up top the previous match against. Yep. Who was it? I'm brain farting. The last team we played. Who was against Vancouver? Who was before Vancouver? Why can't I think I... of that? That's so long ago. I just know who we had. We had a we had a lineup that was working. Like an idiot. It was our best lineup possible. And Schmetzer went, you know what? I'm gonna change it. I'm gonna go ahead LA. and win. Yeah. I like Alex. LA. I'm gonna put Nico in. And uh you know, maybe there's some validity to have Nico in there. I don't know if Rusnak was tired. I don't know. Uh, if this was a nod to everything that Nico has meant to this club, knowing that he's out of contract after the season, and this may have been his final home regular season match ever in Seattle. But to me, you win that game and you control your own destiny for second place. Mm-hmm. And, you, and you have potential since St. Louis is a new team. And I think it is beatable. We've beaten them. That if they got knocked off, we could have had home field advantage throughout the West after the first, after the second round, technically. So, uh, I, I'm a little bummed that uh, we decided to switch it up. Now, you could argue that when Atencio and uh, Nico came on the game, previous match, the tempo of the game changed, and that's mm-hmm. what led to that goal. Atencio had the flick over to uh, the uh, rolled on to score that goal in the final minute, and it made a huge difference. But as a whole, I I just don't know why you're rewarding people when you're on a playoff run trying to score – I mean, trying to, to secure second place. It seems like very often, actually, we tend to back into the playoffs. And I didn't want that. I mean, I want to be in the playoffs, obviously. But if we had just won the two games in front of us, we finished second. And then, you know, at, hopefully until the Western Conference Finals – would have had at least home, home field advantage for that uh, and, mm-hmm. and maybe into the final um, when we would have hosted, not Messi since that is over, but uh, Garth Lagerway and Atlanta United, which would have been one hell of a story. So when I saw the lineup, I didn't have that reaction. I, I looked back and I thought we actually, regardless of the subs, I mean, you're right. The subs were timely and were a direct effect on us winning that match. Um, But this was a congested week again. I'm wondering if there was, this is going, barring injury, 
unforeseen occurrences. This is the lineup for the next set of days because they're not going to have their normal training routine. They're not going to have they're not going to have their normal rest. However, I don't think that Russ Neck at this stage in his career needs a break like that, especially when they just had, you know, it was congested then like a week and a half off. Right. And then we games, have and then they're going to have another week off. That's another week I, and a half off. Why couldn't so he I come do, in and start? Yeah. I'm giving I'm doing a little devil's advocate here because it wasn't a it wasn't a a wholesale change, right? It was a 10 for 10. Which right, you know, I, we I agree think, that Russ, Russ, Russnack plays better as a ten than yeah. a deeper liar or a winger. But I also think having a competent ten is the most important thing on the field, <laughs> and that's not something we have when Nico's out there, unfortunately. Uh, and yeah. it's not his fault; he just doesn't have the ability anymore because of injury and age. And I love Nico; he is probably the greatest sounder of all time. I, uh, I think it's, I think Rui Diaz was on his on the way to pass him. But I think Rudy has, yeah, and he and he might unfortunately be going down the road of Felix Hernandez and watching everything just fall apart at the end of his career uh, very quickly. So let's hope, mm-hmm. let's hope that's not the case. Because Nico held on for a lot longer than I think we expected him to, considering his last injury. year was a surprise. Yeah, uh, what I, it was, it was, yeah, definitely. Even though we didn't actually make the playoffs, but he did the the amount of minutes that he put in last year compared to the season before, which is barely any because of his knee. Knees? Knee? Probably knee, yeah. Um but yeah, you know, I mean I would have I would have preferred Rusnak, but I do I I have a little devil's advocate as to this was this is what we said was going to happen. We gotta turn the rust roster the lineup a little bit because of the congestion. I don't agree with it. I don't have a problem with with, uh, with with Josh for Obed. Like, that is actually a move that I'm fine with. I think Obed gives us uh, a chance to be a little more dangerous moving forward. But Josh is one hell of a center defensive mid. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, we we are, are rich with center defensive mids. So I don't have a problem with that. But I just think Nico, you know, he's lost that step. Uh, I do wonder, though, it also could be – we're willing to have the drop off in this game versus Vancouver, uh, which a win could have helped us. Potentially, other teams would have had to win, but knock them out of the playoffs. But they've now clinched as well. But uh, you know, maybe it's starting Nico there though keeps his um, mentality up and keeps him from just quitting, That's like on himself. And throughout the playoffs, he'll want to perform and make this, you know. So maybe there's something there, too, that it's psychological as much as it was on the field. But uh, now that you say that, I actually think that was the right decision. Because think of it this way. You said he's what you you believe, and I agree with you, the best. He's he's the best sounder of our era, of the MLS era, right? Yeah. Can't compare it to different leagues, different players, different styles, yada, yada. But and actually, I mean, even if they played those teams, they'd kill them, <laughs> they'd dominate them, right? But yeah. he, he he's he's the new Mister Sounder. Um, he he's brought us so much silverware, so much accolades, so many wins, so many moments, right? That the final home regular season match, this next match is away, yep. and in St. Louis, it's not even. 
close away, right? <laughs> it's if it was Portland, Vancouver, we could get a lot of fans to travel, but it's still not the same thing, right? The car, the Carnations were this match. There's there's a lot of emotion behind this, and knowing, I mean, writing was is on the wall, contracts up, his performance isn't there as a DP. If he wants to be Freddie Montero, welcome back next year. <laughs> I'd love to have Nico sitting there coaching the young kids up, wanting to be here, raise, being happy here, being happy with his role. I'd love that. I don't want him gone. I'd rather him retire <laughs> and stay in Seattle and be an Ichiro-esque or a Montero-esque, right? But um, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. And actually, if that if that's his forward thinking, is Schmetzer actually, if that was behind his decision, then I actually support that. Because it wasn't a detrimental result. We don't control our second seed destiny anymore, being a point behind LA. But they yeah. can still draw, very likely still draw or lose. Against Kansas and City? I think that's who they're playing. You never you never know. You never yeah. know. I'm just trying to be positive here. We could still get second seed. And I... I would would love to have as many opportunities outside of that first round. Oh no, they play Vancouver. They play Vancouver at Vancouver, so they could. You're right. Oakley Dokley, who's number five right now, and fighting Houston, and potentially us. What's the tiebreakers? It's not wins. Yeah, it's wins. They changed it from goal differential. I feel like. To make sure that okay. uh, LA Galaxy could get through at some point, like five or six or seven years ago. Okay, okay, because I knew that was not consistent forever. But okay, so they have Vancouver is twelve, Houston is thirteen, we have thirteen, so they tie us on wins, goal differential. Oh my god, they have seven, we have seven, Houston has eleven. So actually, if we lose, Vancouver wins. We're tied on fifty points. Tied on wins, then I presume it goes to goal differential. Yeah. Is that right? Well, that means we're tied on goal. We could drop to five, dude. (laughs) We could drop to five and not have – we'd have one home match, potentially. Here here are the tiebreakers. And that'd be the Um, middle one. That'd be the middle one in the first round, not including the little play-in. Assuming they are the same as they were in 2018, which I believe they are. It's wins, then it goes to goal differential, then it goes to goals four, then it goes to disciplinary points, so fewest. Then it goes to a why are you goal. looking at why are you looking at 2018? Because they, they don't, don't have one up for 2023, but I don't I have not heard. And of we don't want to waste everyone's time listening to us. Okay. Yeah. Well, either way, uh, it's, away it's fucking close between us and Vancouver, so that actually yeah. means I'm a little more annoyed by not getting a, a goal in this last match, which we had 17 shots um, to their handful. Um, okay. Okay. So this is going to be, this is going to be interesting because um, I was thinking a little bit more like, I, I was, I was curious how to approach St. Louis, but now it's, this is a, this is a match we need to, this is almost like a play-in match. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, no, potentially, barely, no home field advantage. You get the one that every team gets in that first round, the the best of three. You get the yeah. middle one, 
And if it goes to three, it's back to the home field advantage for the other team. But then it's home field for the single elimination and and quarter and the, the semis and the final of the Western Conference. So this is a this is a much bigger match than I actually did the any research on. Okay, shit. Still, I'm still okay with the lineup now, though. If the psychological aspect of it that you you brought up, which I don't know if that convinced yourself that that was the right lineup to do, but to not have. I would have rather enter- won than not have to worry about this, to be honest. Yeah, but to go into the playoffs with Nico down in the dumps. Like, he, we saw what he what he could do as a super sub. We've been talking about it for weeks, maybe months, um, that that's best for us in a one-game situation. And I think he understands that might – I would hope that Schmetzer plans to do that for the playoffs because we are much more dangerous with Rusnak there. And I would hope that he understands this is a playoffs. This means we need to freaking win. Have some introspection, Nico. And knowing how much he loves the club and the fans, I think he would swallow his pride for the playoffs. Regular season final home match, Carnations, everything. Rival match. Start the new Mr. Sounder. So hopefully that rolls into the playoffs and we, we have some, uh, we're clicking. And I think one of the reasons he was so effective in that last game before this was because he came in when the team was tired and he didn't need to have that quicker step. He could use his precision to get past a, a tired player. And it's that super sub idea that, that I love so much. Uh, I don't know. Did I mention last, uh, last game? Uh, our last show that after the last game against LA Galaxy, I saw him after the match. I had to move like a cone and stuff out of his way because he was coming out of the back parking area and hmm. they weren't paying attention. So I had to move it out of the way for him because no one was, none of the security guards were paying attention. And uh, some fans were talking to him and I couldn't understand everything they were saying because they were speaking in Spanish. I could only get the basic gist of it, but uh, he was so bummed and his responses were just muted and like, yeah, he was basically like, yeah, thank you. Thanks. Yeah. And just seemed so sad after that game. So LA galaxy game. Yeah. Where he came in. Yeah. Cause a- we haven't recorded since then. So yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. Which I mean, it's gotta be, it's not just the lineup decision. He He's coming to terms with the end of his yeah. career. Right. Which is hard. I mean, when you have to have the level of ego you have to have to believe in yourself game after game where you have a bad game, but you're still going to forget that or you have a bad moment in the game, but you're going to forget that and step up and try to do the next thing. It, it doesn't lend itself well to then coming to the end of your career and being like, yeah, I got to I got to stop playing. Like even if he knows it, it doesn't help you mentally or emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And think about it this way, just in general, soccer players, especially international, high quality players, they have been doing this. This has been their life since they were like six. Like they didn't have a normal, they were like child stars. Like that's the best like thing you can relate to in the U S because in the U S NFL players, yes, they've been playing football their entire life, but they were in school. 
They went to college. They had a reasonable, I'm speaking very generally, a reasonable, up, not reasonable, uh, a relatable upbringing. Yeah. These, these guys were kids in academies for super clubs, you know? Like Nico, who he was a Boca, right? Was that his initial club? Or, did he, or like, did he get brought up through their system? I I think he probably came up through a, a, a youth team, but... But, um, you know, like, the goal yeah. was to be a professional footballer before they were 10 years old, right? <laughs> you know, this is... This is yeah, he started... They have a normal uh, upbringing. Oh, wow. No, he was... Um, he started at uh, AFC Ajax and then Botafogo in... I don't know if that's the one in Brazil or not. And then went to Paulista and then Boca. So uh, oh, okay. he, he moved around a bit, but I think Boca is where he really uh, shined when he was there when he, uh, yeah. for, for uh, I think only a year, but still. Well, that's probably what, that's probably where he started being on the national team and caps. So I'm, I'm also ma- I'm making an assumption here. I haven't done read his bio or anything like that of his upbringing, but usually you yeah, know, he started on of that level nationally when he was uh, 18 years old. So he was probably in the U. Yeah, he was in their youth system since 2003. So uh, that would have been since he was what uh, 14, 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he so, was yeah, that's before that too. Barrio Obrero, which I assume is his neighborhood club. Yeah. And you're starting to see that with our kids, right? I mean, you got Reed Baker Whiting. You got Obed Vargas. You got Danny Leva. Like, we're starting to get our league to a level where we have kids not living their normal life. This is this is their life. And to see their career end, they didn't even get to go. Like, some NFL players went to college and wanted to be in college and get an education. And go back to college when they're done, and and, continue, and knowing that their career is going to end, and be somewhat prepared. Not to say he doesn't have anything prepared for after his career. I don't know him, but it, when you put that much time, effort, and sacrifice for your family and yourself from such an early age to have it be over, and maybe not, and not winning, you know, UEFA Champions League as your final match or World Cup, right? And and. <laughs> You're not going to be excited to end your career. And to be over at 34 years of age. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. hard thing about professional athletes, right? Like, if if you are lucky enough to have a long I'm career. I'm 34. Yeah, your career doesn't go that long, right? Like, you still have at least, you know, that's maybe, it's not a half your life left. It's more than that. It's it it's maybe a third, depending on how old you live, if you live to 100. But, you know, somewhere between that. Uh you you still have a a lot of your life left, mm-hmm. and it's like, what do you do now? All you've known is soccer, mm-hmm. and you've been all over, right? You haven't like this is probably the most rooted he's been in his entire career here in Seattle. So to keep wanting to play and then have to uproot your family and then have that not be where you want to be and perform, you never know what's going to happen. I don't need to get into butterfly effect right at his career, but yeah, it's got to be tough for him, and that's why again, I I hearken back to to your philosophical emotional decision probably that was part of him starting this match. And so I'm okay with it. 
as long as hindsight says I'm still okay with it. Right. Um, it works. Which, you know, throw that all out the window come first game of the playoffs. Nico, you're on the bench. I'm sorry, bro. Um, Russ next got to start. You come in there, you dominate, you get a free kick, you get a corner, you, you help us win the match. It, it, that would be, that, that would be, that would be great. There, he's going to have some moments in the playoffs, yeah, I, especially when it gets 30 minute stints, he's going to be yeah. fucking awesome. He's going to be more effective in that time because he's going to be able to put his whole self into it rather than having to pace himself over, you know, 75 to 90 minutes. So, uh, I, I think it's a good – I mean, it'll be good for everyone if 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 he can handle it, you know? So what's your lineup for St. Louis? I mean, I'm if going – it's not same, obvious. Yeah, same lineup that we should have out there every game. Uh, Jordan in the front, Leo, Rusnak, and Roldan across the midfield. Uh, Obed and or um, Josh Tensio paired with JP and then uh, I'm maybe, you know, Cody Baker seems to have been hurt. So I don't know if we're going to get to see him for a while, but I, I, I'm a little wary of new who, even though a lot of people thought he was player of the game last week. Yeah. I continue to not see the benefit of having him back there over the, the costs of having him back there. I, I think um, definitely Alex, Yamar, Jackson, Reagan, and then, I'd like to see Reed Baker Whiting. I mean, we've seen yeah. what he can do. There's my other super sub. And I disagree with you on on new now all over over the season. I've been very I've been critical about new who his demonstrative like I don't know, you know, there's something about how he acts on the field. Yeah. That's petulant. We've mentioned this before. I, and we're a couple we're a couple weeks away from the mistakes he was making where he was just allowing goals willy-nilly every game. Like Yeah. I thought he played I, I'm not stat analytical guy. I don't bring that to the podcast. It's not why we do this. We're doing this because I crack a beer. By the way, I'm drinking a tall boy Rainier because you know what? That makes me feel comfortable. I love my Rainier. Shout out to my first pub league team and Nicholas Biella running Rainiers. Um but I thought he, his attitudes and maybe not the right word, but how he interacted on the, how we responded, his, his communicate from just the eye test seemed a lot more involved than give me the ball. Why weren't you over there? He had a couple of those moments, but I saw what something I, I don't really ever recall seeing. I'm sure he has. And it's is again, just TV broadcast or whatever, but you know, when you, you maybe, try to distribute the ball to some player and they mistouch it or it's just off. And there's the thumbs up, like acknowledgement of like, yeah, love that. Let's keep doing that. He did that a couple of times. That's not a new who move. <laughs> That's not. <laughs> so he still had his, his moments, but overall, I mean, one-on-one, he's still the way, the way he plays his style is so unpredictable for an attacker. Yeah. You know that it, and he's good. He's, he's good. He's he's a World Cup player, right? So wait, no, Africa's Cup was he? He was in World Cup, wasn't he? Yeah, he shut down uh, yeah, Mo yeah. Salah. Yeah, for some reason I was thinking that was Africa, the Conma Bowl. Yeah, he he played in Afcon too, but 
But wasn't that against? Oh, no, Cameroon. Like? Yeah, it was Afcon. He didn't play in the World Cup. Cameroon. Yeah, uh, yeah. But either way, not, he's a national team player, and he shut down one of the world's best wingers. Yeah. So he's got that. And sorry, Cody Baker's not doing that. He doesn't have that in his back pocket. He is a very consistent blue collar, newer player that I am not excited to reinstitute in the last regular season match, which is going to be. Oh yeah, they they I were think, in the World Cup. In 2022. Okay. Yeah, yeah, last December. Yeah, that's right. And it was, changed it was and I wanted one. I should know this. They are most the most was the previous winter. Yeah, yeah. Spot. Right. So they are the greatest named country in the world. Who? Oh, yes, Cameron. Yeah. You never been to Aron? <laughs> Sorry, that's not funny. I'm not funny. Um. Where was I? What was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Approaching St. Louis is a dress rehearsal with significant um, reper- repercussions. Uh, like, we need, we can't just run something out, see if it works, and then we'll do the opposite if it didn't work for the playoffs, right? But we need to win. We need to win this um, and get a little bit of help from LAFC. But also, this this form leads right into playoffs. And if you put Cody Baker there, man, I'm not excited about that. So I'm not even thinking – I need New Who, who's had the most minutes, the most consistency with, with the team, with Reagan to his right, with Leo Chu up in front of him. Rui Diaz is not starting this match. I don't care about the 11 days. He's coming off the bench. And pr- unless he comes off the bench and scores two goals or just completely dominates, he's not, he's not our starting forward. Uh, going to the playoffs either. So we can talk about that in a minute if you want to. But I, I like Leo Chu there. I liked everything else he said about that lineup because clearly that's what we that's what we had in the beginning of the year that we saw work so well. We've been bitching about it for months. We saw it a few weeks ago. And last week, or last time we recorded, which was just before the LA Galaxy game, and we still have not lost a match since August 20th, which is great. It's going to be... It's going to be two months in one day that we have played MLS soccer and not lost a match. That's considering the way the season has gone. I think I appropriately named our last episode. We have found our happy thought. Now we are not playing to our ceiling. Yeah, it's, but it's we're fifth, on the third floor. We're, we're finding, huh? Is fifth place going to be on our happy thought if we draw drop a late goal to St. Louis and finish fifth? No, that's I mean, when I drop Ted. That's when we drop Ted and we fly back all the yeah, way down I mean, to the I bottom like of the tree. But then we'll had, catch it. You had to play against Vancouver like you were going to lose to to St. Louis because St. Louis is the first place team. I mean, that's that's how I look at it. Like, hopefully we win, but that's not a given. This is the first season where I haven't gone into every game thinking the Sounders are going to win. Yeah, and I've been saying my predictions as more of like a put it in the universe and make it happen because I think my prediction was a dominant win. I I don't I wish I had a better memory. Uh, actually, we should track these. I think you said three next, nothing next year. I I do. I, I, well, it's because we played or three to so one dominant, maybe. and we were pretty dominant in this match when you look at the stats. Which I mean, that's not soccer. Soccer is not stats, right? It's that's why right. it's a beautiful game, right? But. 17 shots that means we're that's we're in the attack we're not shooting from midfield 
<laughs> we're no, we're and, getting the ball. And what excites me about that? Let me finish my thought here. What mm-hmm. what excites me about the the amount of shots we've t- we took is we have not taken that many shots and matches this year per match. We have been I have been so frustrated with moving down the field, recycle, 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 turnover. Mm-hmm. Not getting something dangerous going on. You know, at least we were trying shit out and we did not score. And that was frustrating. By the way, that Gould guy, the diminutive Scotsman, as Danny Jackson <laughs> liked to say like five times. <laughs> I'm like, what? How is that not like a almost like a cancel word at this point? Like, how, like, um, diminutive. I mean, yes, he's small, but so are all soccer players. Anyway, that guy is a feisty little bastard, and he's good. <laughs> but anyway, um, I don't, I lost track. What were you going to say? Because I said, "Hold my, <laughs> hold your thought," oh, and I didn't finish mine. Yeah, I mean, God, the end of the rainier. game. The end of the game, we we looked pretty great. Uh, just couldn't get that goal in. But I just, I don't know. I'm tired of not being able to score goals. Uh, and and you know, sure, we had a lot of shots, but how many were on goal? Uh, not, not, yeah. I mean, and we had at halftime, I think we had three or four. So we just need, <laughs> honestly, I think that's because of Nico. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we, I think we, we did great moving the ball. Um, but he wasn't in positions that Rusnak would have been in. Right. To maybe pull defenders in a certain way that frees something up for Leo, Christian, Jordan. But I, overall, I mean, I did like the performance, didn't like the outcome. Yeah. No, I thought I thought we played pretty well, but we didn't lose, which would have been really devastating, actually. Now that get, you look with the standings and the yeah. stats we, that we went over for the, the table, like that, that would have been devastating. So not losing we're is in a fun. position. But if we're not going to win, then we better get good at penalty kicks because we're not going anywhere. Hey, we want we want a MLS Cup not losing, so <laughs> if we we can go oh oh all playoffs yeah. and just and we lost five for five, baby. Since then, I know. With that, so not since then, but yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, we had fry. I mean, we had fry. We had uh, the Portland series, which was after that that we lost in penalties, and I feel like we had maybe one other series we lost somewhere in penalties. I'm being facetious. I don't want us to be zero zero on playoffs and go to penalties, but I think you get my point. Yeah. Hey, you know who is having a good season? Oh, St. Louis City. No, I was going to say Stephen Fry. We were kind of talking about his yeah. age and kind of senior moments he might have had. He might actually be goalkeeper of the year this year. I don't think he'll get it because the league has never acknowledged yeah. his ability, even on years where he clearly, like by far, was the best goalie in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he he's especially, I think, in the LA Galaxy game, he had some huge oh, saves yeah. that uh, saved the game. So with this draw of 0-0, 0-0, Stephen Fry has 13 clean sheets. That's one above. That's leading the league, and that's one above Celentano from Cincinnati and Clark from Houston, who have 12. So this put him at the top of the list. So if you're the on MLSSoccerSoccer.com. 
Yeah, that's crazy to think about because we've allowed what, like 5,000 goals compared to Cincinnati, who's allowed like negative four. <laughs> no, I don't know about that. But, I think uh, they've allowed five or seven goals or some crazy number all season. It's like ridiculous. So it's, uh, I'm glad. Cincinnati, 37 goals against Seattle, 32. Yeah, they're just so good. That's less than a, that's what, a goal, a goal hey, a game. Is Houston that good? Because they, oh, they, they've given up 37. Seen what they've been doing lately? Whew, they, they're winning games 5 nothing, 6 nothing. It doesn't matter if they give up goals. They're going to dominate. I'm worried about Houston more than anyone. Hey, the uh, Rand, give me your guess at what club has the most goals. Is it a Western Conference team or an Eastern Conference team? Guess. Uh, I am going to say that it is one of them in a down year. Um, Vancouver? No, the most goals? Yeah, they've been getting like a bunch of 3-3 draws lately. But I guess the beginning of the season, they weren't that good. I don't know. Who has the most goals? Columbus. Yeah, they. I guess that doesn't I'm a little shocked me. by that. Uh, well, the beginning of the season, they were like way, way ahead in goals. Uh, because their new really wacky, their coach brought in this really, he was the Montreal coach. And they let him go for some reason. And he's come into Columbus and set up this whole new system that is very um, odd for soccer teams and it, the way it moves. And like, it's almost like there's multiple formations. It's not like a normal shift. And it has allowed them to stretch defenses in a way that allowed them to score a ton of goals in the beginning. Um, I mean, I think they're probably what third or fourth in the East now. So they, uh, they did fall off a little bit, but um Oh, they're yeah, fourth. S- still, yeah, like mm-hmm. they they their coach is pretty great, but obviously it uh, stretches their defense enough that I think they allow some goals back on the other end too since they've allowed 45. Well, I just thought it was interesting to see Columbus as the most prolific scoring club in MLS especially this year with Eastern Conference being good. Um you said when you when you mentioned their coach, I I, f- I forgot to make a note of it, but you reminded me, Vanny Santini. I think I've mentioned this before, though, after the last time we played them. That guy is weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, I, I think like I, I, I actually, I, I kind of like him, too. He, he kind of looks like a Muppet. He kind of <laughs> acts like a Muppet. There was, like, a shot where they were just showing, you know, the, him on the sideline. And he was like making facial expressions, like, like my daughter does. Just like, how many faces can I make in thirty seconds? <laughs> and he's always wearing a t-shirt. And actually, I, I don't know if we played Vancouver during Pride Month. I think we did, but I I remember him wearing. He was always wearing a t-shirt, right? Which is, you can wear whatever the hell you want, but that's very casual. But there was a very inclusive message on there, which you know, and this was how dis- divisive the world is right now to just casually wear something proudly that is supportive like that. I'm going to support you. Yeah. Even if you're a rival coach. NHL banning. Oh my God. What is the, the NHL is like, no, we can't have anything that is uh, good. 
you can definitely have a military warm up. That's cool. At, at, it was so disgusting. I'm curious, unless you know right now, and we don't have to go on that tangent because this is not a hockey podcast, let alone a social whatever podcast, awareness podcast. But um, I'd like being so proud of my city and pretty much all our clubs are. Well, I, I don't know how to say this. Our Mariners, Seahawks, Sounders, we have been, obviously Storm, we have been lucky to have clubs that have stood on the correct side. Yeah. And, or at and, least made comments, or they might they might not be 100% uh, right. batting 1,000, right, Providence. But I want, I has Kraken said anything? Or probably not no, because no. it's the league. You know they're they're working with Athlete Ally. They've they've been working with them last year. Though I'm sh- I'm sure still working with them this year. And so uh, my guess, while they can't wear tape or whatever, my guess is it won't affect anything in that regard in terms of what the team does itself. This is why I love Lewis Hamilton. Formula One. They have what three or four races in in uh, you call them oil states. What do you call them? You know what I mean. But mm-hmm. like the last race in Qatar or Qatar, Qatar, if you're British, um, or shit, maybe I'm just saying it completely wrong. But whatever, you know what I mean. But Lewis Hamilton will basically middle finger the governments of these races in those states. And when I say states, I don't mean America, U.S. states. I mean you know countries. Um, rainbow helmet. And, and it's uh, when you're watching Formula One, the only thing you see on a driver when they're driving a race car is their freaking helmet. It is a badge of honor. They have usually something new every single time, but it's usually an expression. And that is a like, I don't know. I, I don't know if it's illegal <laughs> to display. Well, actually, I think if you're a civilian in those countries, it is illegal. But there, he's not a civilian. He's part of something that makes him a shit ton of money. But the stick it to him attitude is something I I really appreciate from Lewis Hamilton, and he's he's not someone you can cancel. Um, he's not someone that you can well, shut down. He's he, he, he's too big. He's one of I mean the U.S. may not know this, but he outside of the United States, I wouldn't say he's messy status, but he's not far below. Like yeah, we're talking uh, one of the most famous people in the entire world. Yeah, and if and if. Uh, I would actually have seen our our analytics. We're we're global on our podcast. We have people all over the the globe that do listen to us. But yes, predominantly it's Washington and and the, and the states. But if you're not watching Formula One, there are hundreds of thousands of people that show up at these races, hundreds of thousands, and there's a shit ton of money. And a lot of these are in countries where they're not as. I mean, obviously, I was just mentioning oil oil states they have a shit ton of money but some of their people don't and they're showing up to these things and they fall this is this is their their one sport or this is their life they love the racing they love racing it's one of the oldest sports right 1920s i mean we got baseball there's football and then there's race cars so yeah no i i He's he's up there, and I and I do appreciate that he does something. Like that. I really I really hope that there's some 
enough pushback. I, I don't, I'm not a huge hockey fan being born and raised here, but I do, I do like the Kraken and um, this last season was amazing. I'm not, it's going to, I'm going to be hard pressed to be following the NHL if that is their overall stance. And I would hope my club, my, my team here in Seattle does something or says something, but yeah, that's fucked up. Anyway, that's the tangent. Um, Let's talk about St. Louis since we're already yep an hour now. Let's let's get into our next match, which uh, may be our most important of the season. Yeah, it will be. Um, obviously, we want to win, right? <laughs> so, um, how do you think St. Louis is going to come into this match? We've talked a lot about what and you said. You what lineup you think is going to go out there? How important a win is for us to get those points for home field advantage? How do you think? St. Louis is going to approach this match. They've clinched first seed. Yeah, I mean, it's hard, right? Like, they have a break, too, and you don't want – and they're going to get a bye. So I don't know if you want your best players sitting out for three – essentially, well, two full weeks before you have a match. Uh, three weekends, it seems like. So, you know, I think – I think they might limit minutes and go with some backups, but I don't know if they're going to go full. Let's just start our backups. You know, I, I, I would think they would still have some players out there. I mean, if you're smart, I think you limit those minutes because you don't want to um, get anyone hurt. Can you imagine losing an, a, a great player? Yeah, no. I think this is the benefit, and I'm glad um, Poe – I can't say post COVID, especially right now, but the rule change for substitutions during COVID to have, you're allowed to sub five in three, three opportunities to sub off slash on five players. Right. I think that is a big benefit to them going into this match because that's half, that's half your field. Right. Yeah. So your full 90s are maybe your, not fringe, not regular bench warmers, but your rotational players are probably starters in this match. And then your starters, you pick five and see how the match goes and you're subbing them off. I mean, I think this is ideal for them to get good minutes under their legs, but then, yeah, mitigate the worst-case scenario. Having your best players get injured just before the playoffs with all all this shit. So that sucks, but we also have that, which gives us, you know, Nico off the bench, Reed Baker Whiting, who are really, I mean, he had flashes, I think, earlier in the year, and I was really impressed with him. Uh Really, I, has, I mean, I think he's been better the last few games than he's. But been. I was getting there. I was getting there. I thought I, I, I feel like, and this is just maybe my shitty memory, or just the of the summer. But these last two, three matches is two. I, don't, I can't remember correctly, but these last few matches, dude, he's he's dynamic. He, yeah. I remember saying like Reed Baker Whiting last year to this year is middle schooler to college freshman. Like you see him as you're 
you're done with puberty. You just need to keep working out. <laughs> Before he left, but like last year, he was still figuring, you know, bang. Like I'm six two, and I've been six two since I was like twelve. <laughs> From nine to twelve, I hit my head on everything. Right? <laughs> I didn't know how I was like a baby giraffe. <laughs> I was so uncoordinated, but I that's when I played all my sports. It was growing up, so it was I was uncoordinated through that middle school stage. And it seemed like he was getting through that. And right now, other than just getting shoved, he is taking MLS players on and winning at at a good clip and being very dangerous and actually garnering attention on the wing, which again, just frees up space for other players. Um, I love him on the left with Leo Chu, but like, you don't want to sub off a, your defensive line, but it, you know, I'd like to see their dynamic in a full 90 because especially if we don't have new new next year, which we've talked about earlier in, in, in the season, I think that would be a really interesting duo on the left speed skill. And if he can get, you know, shut down left back kind of left wing back skill set, yeah, I would, I, would, I would expect Nuhu to be here next year, uh, considering our GM has said publicly that he's not even taking calls about him at this point. Oh, shit. So uh, I would not think that that would happen. Um, yeah, and when it comes to St. Louis, I mean, they're a really interesting team because their goals are coming from all over, right? Like they have uh, Jeffrey and uh, Klaus with 10 goals, Sam Adeneron, Former Sounder, oh, eight, yeah. eight and seventeen him, games, only ten starts. Like he's been, damn, yeah, he's been tearing it up. What did, do you know? What we got for him? Uh, I don't. Um, but um, you know, I think it's it probably like it was probably like ten thousand dollars a yam. He's had he's had a chance. You know, it, it gives him a chance to play where he wouldn't have had that opportunity here. Yeah. So good, good for well, him. Shit, actually, this, this year with. With the injuries, maybe he would have. But when when given the opportunities Not in Seattle, yeah. he didn't jump at them like he has in St. Louis. Like he clearly needed some sort of. Well, he's a year older too. But yeah, no. Yeah. But then you've got over. six from Loven, six or five from Stroud, four from Parker, uh, just three from a bunch of different players. They're getting goals all over the place, uh, and their assists are the same way. I mean, they have a player with nine assists, and everyone else has one, four, five, four, four, two, one, two, two, two. So everyone on that team can be goal dangerous or assist dangerous at any given time, uh, which I think is what makes them so good. You know, they they're averaging one point eight eight goals per game, but they're only giving up one point three. So uh, they did lose three nothing to Vancouver in their last match, though. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, and that was at Vancouver, of course, and Vancouver's been pretty, uh, pretty good at home. Was that their match after they clinched? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know if they clinched that weekend or if they'd already clinched. Um, I think they must have already clinched. But uh, you so know, maybe that explains it a little bit, and maybe they'll wake we, up a little bit. We played them once. We beat them three nothing at the beginning of the season. I don't think that reflects who they are today. Of course, when you're a new franchise, it takes a little bit to get your legs under you. So, 
three uh, nothing back in April, April eighth. So it's uh, it's going to be a, a interesting season, I think, and their goalie's been pretty solid too. So I think I think let's assume that they're going to come out playing for a win. They're at home. Let's yeah. just assume that we need to assume that we need to go into the game like this is decision day for both clubs, right? Because if you don't go with that mindset, you're going to lose. And we are on the fence of, you know, when you get a zero, zero draw two one, like we aren't multiple goals winning three straight matches. We're not in that, that form right now. I think we're close to it. I think a, a great performance in this match really will cap off a good run to the end of, of the season to put us in the position of top four. I think it depends on who they start. I mean, if they go with their well, back, well, yeah, pull it in. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's what I mean. Is like we need to, but we we need that result regardless of what they put on the field. We need that result. What I'm, what I'm afraid of is playing down to their backups. Like it'll be like great, we beat their backups. Who cares? That doesn't reflect yeah, but, what's going to happen when we have to face Vancouver in the first round of the playoffs. Or yeah, but you, you need the result for positioning. That's yeah. that's that right form come like how how we react to how we won the game is a different story but we need the results um so that's why i want to assume we got to go in no matter what who they put on the field we just need to go in this is and play our game which is when we play our best ball when we don't concern ourselves so much with who the other club is if we can actually play our ball be consistent we've had relatively consistent lineups for now going on almost two months. We realize Jordan Morris is best up top with this set of players. Leo Chu is, I think our best player on the field right now um, because he can give Jordan Morris those opportunities and then he can score himself. Christian fricking rolled on is I think these last two matches, this, this is Christian fully healthy. He's fully back. I'm so glad uh, my concerns were just di- di- extinguished from a few weeks ago, right? It's, I'm glad he's almost coming back. I really hope this is like this isn't his last time we see him. He looks like himself. Um Alex looks really good right now. Um he's been playing really well. He had some few a few moments in the last few months, but last couple of weeks he he he's great. I'm I'm loving that. Yamar is the, probably the best center back in the league. I just don't. Got, is, why isn't it interceptions and wins and goals? That's my problem. Is individual performance doesn't matter. It's I'm I'm just so what's the word um, skeptical about the team right now uh, that it's really difficult for me to to get excited about this game. I'm glad you're excited because you can do it for me. Like I I don't see the I see the playoffs as a crapshoot. Are we going to show up? I don't know. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know either. But yes, I'm going to be optimistic going into this. Optimistic though, yeah, I like that. But I, but I think it's just a great team performance. Even if they don't give us the Cincinnati, not St. Louis, that is their best. It at least we can look back on if we win three one, even if it was their a B team is, we got. The passes, the goals, the movement, we felt good. It was, yeah. okay, think of it like training then. 
Think of it like training and we got the result. And now we're fit. Cross our knock on wood, cross our fingers, healthy going into the playoffs. We know the lineup we need to put out there versus tinkering, which is I felt like the entire summer was tinkering, which I mean we had to do because of injuries and call-ups and weird breaks and whatever. But yeah, I'm gonna be optimistic, and I do think we are one good result away from confidence. Which I feel like we haven't had confidence. Yeah. I hope so. I hope so. I just, I don't like our matchups, no matter who they, right now, Fair enough. Uh, we would face anyone from Portland. If we get second, we would face Portland. If all the other standings are the same. Right now, we would face Salt Lake. And if we drop to fourth, we would face Vancouver. If we drop to fifth, we're going to Vancouver. Well, this is also if they so, retain their current position on the table. Right. But man, MLS wants that first round to be... Seattle, Portland, potentially that be, three matches. That'd be the worst. We would. I know. I wouldn't want to match up. We don't match up. We could win every single game in the season, and Portland would still. It's find a way to beat us. It's like, yeah, it's it's so ridiculous. I don't yeah, it was know. Our turn. Was. It was our turn. The first like six years, and <laughs> these yeah. last six years, it's been all them. Yeah. Okay. So, know. what's your prediction? What's your prediction? Yeah. Let's wrap it up. Uh, I'm going two to one St. Louis. Oof. Really? Yeah, I've seen nothing over the last. They will lose? Yeah, I've seen nothing. It's away. They're really good. I've seen that. Oh, shoot. Brandon Tenev just took a major shoulder to the head and is like out. Oof. It's cracking game on in the background. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've seen nothing over the last month that gives me optimism that this team can dominate a game. I think we rely too much on getting bailed out, whether it's a last-second goal. And even even when we are, quote-unquote, dominating possession and play, we're not scoring. Um, so I just see – I just – St. Louis is good. I just see us losing two to one. Okay. I hope it's wrong, of course. See, I don't – I've seen nothing in the last two months that says we're going to lose. Um, Stephen Fry has been on his game. Stephen Fry has been on his game. Reagan's been great. Gamar is leading the league in interceptions. He's also a, an absolute Adonis compared to the rest of the average MLS player in terms of a physical stature. Um, our left and right back are both probably playing the best they've played all year. I think we figured out our midfield. Um, It'll be interesting to see if Nico starts. Yeah, I guess I don't. I guess I don't trust Schmetz. It probably comes down to I don't trust Schmetzer to go with the starting the right players. I think traditionally he's gone with his guys rather than the hot guys, and that's hurt us. and And I'm worried that's what's going to happen here. So if Rusnak starts, we win two one. If Nico starts, we draw one one. I think Rusnak does start. I think we score in the first fifteen minutes. I think they score in the – you just saw the replay? Yeah, it was bad. Okay. Okay. It was like a blindside elbow or shoulder to the head. Uh, just shoulder check. He's looking the other way, just hits him in the side of the head. I mean, that's that's concussion all over it. Like, oof. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. It's just he went straight down, legs bent under him, hands went up. Like, 
It was it was Hate bad. It. He well, hopefully he's okay. Uh, Let me pull my head back into it. Uh, they score in the first fifteen minutes, one nothing. The first fifteen minutes of the second half, St. Louis scores because that seems to be our mo. We're hot to start. We feel good. We lull into the second half. We give up something. And then Nico subs on and solidifies why he's our super sub going to the playoffs. This is a, a, more of an ideal prediction, but I would, I'd put money on it. I'd put money on it. It's what happened. Basically what happened in LA, right? Didn't we score? They scored. We scored. Uh, FC. LA galaxy. Yes. Um, that was two one yeah. result. I forget yeah. the order of yeah. goals, but I yeah. feel like it was we, that. We scored. We were dominating. We scored. We could only get one goal in, and then they came back and uh, scored, and then we uh, we let in a goal, and then we had to require some last, almost last kick heroics. The ref should have stopped the game after that went in as soon as the ball was kicked off, but let it go for another thirty seconds or so. As he should have. No, I like it when we score the game-winning goal with the final kick, and then they just kick it off, and it's over. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's exactly what happened. We scored in the ninth. They scored in the fifty-fourth. We scored in the ninety plus six. So something similar to that's going to happen. Um, probably won't even excite you, even though we win, because that would be like I want. Three nothing win if they're going to be playing yeah, anything yeah, below I mean, an A squad, but going into the playoffs that would be pretty good. But yeah, it would be pretty frustrating if if it depends on how they respond, right? I thought we were going to come out against Vancouver hot because of the way that last game ended, with a new sense of urgency, with a new sense of energy, and we didn't. Um, it just didn't happen, and and you know maybe that's because games are too far apart. And they're a week, or I guess it wasn't even a week, three days apart. Um, it's not like baseball yeah, coming in the next day and you can ride that wave of being so hot. Uh, but I mean, and congested, a congested week, it does have, have a lot to do with it. I mean, they're yeah, human but beings. But I, I mean, they're, they're peak professional weeks. athletes. But Yeah, and we had two weeks until the, end, until the next match. I just don't get, get it. But I'm not a professional athlete. I'm just some bum on a couch. Yelling at the team. Hey, but you're losing weight and you look great. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, All right. So what's our major takeaway here? Major takeaway. Founders rule. Um, They haven't lost a game in, what, seven weeks? Let's just say two two months and one day at kickoff. Yeah, two months. And uh, we don't expect them – I mean – I said that score right, but that's just kind of my gut feeling. I don't expect them to lose and don't want them to lose. So uh, we expect them to try to get second place, and it'll depend on Vancouver. Let's go Vancouver. I can't believe I'm saying that. Oh, I guess we only need – if we win, Vancouver only needs to tie LAFC. Yeah. No, let's just 0-0 zero, zero draw. Yeah. Perfect. Make it make it infuriating for LAFC. Vancouver would be happy with a zero zero. They're in the playoffs, so they're just they're happy to be there at this point. Yeah. LAFC yeah. has, you know, their I wouldn't say pedigree, but they have well, higher I think, expectations. I think Seattle plays uh Vancouver in the in the, the th- I guess second round, if you count the wild card round as the first round, and then plays uh Portland later in the playoffs. You get both Vancouver rivalries in the playoffs. Hmm. That both 
sorry, you know, Cascadia rivalries. So, well, so your prediction is they lose. You hope they win, of course. I think yeah. it'll be two one, but I hope that it'll be three nothing. Yeah, it's three great. different goal scorers and three different assists, and just spread it out. And uh, and reminder, yeah. reminder that if we are in the top four. This is not official word from the Sounders. I have not heard this at all from the Sounders, but I heard it from uh, the usher in my section that uh, the employees are being told that because there's a Seahawks game on that Sunday, when we would play on that Saturday or Sunday window, it looks like the first game would be on uh, Tuesday, right? It would be on Halloween. Is that a Tuesday? So, uh, yes. Wednesday is the first, so it could be the first as well. But they said it's most likely Halloween. So, because it's a week from uh, that next match, plus which means I won't be there because this is Gracie's first time understanding what trick or treating is, and she wants to be a unicorn. And I'm excited to see her in her unicorn. (laughs) Be a unicorn at the Snounders match. That's all I'm saying. Seven thirty. We're in Everett, man. (laughs) That's a long sugar. The long day for Daddy. Sugar and caffeine. (laughs) Oh, I'm I'll concerned about me, not her. <laughs> I'll bring you some cookie sticks. <laughs> yeah. no. anyway. You can watch my TV. Hey, I have a, a good ending question for you before we just wrap it up. All right. What was your first Napster song? That's a good question because uh, I was uh, in college when Napster came out because I'm a little bit older than you. And um, I can say this. I don't know what the first was. I know one of the, the first full album I downloaded, I was trying to get like the secret Weezer album and they ended up just being pavements slanted and enchanted, I think, or one of those early records that was uh, mismarked on purpose. It was supposed to be the kitchen tape, like their original demos. Uh, but uh, I had a very specific format on Napster and how I would do my files. It was like uh, artist, dash song number dash um song title and uh and for modest mouse i didn't actually write modest mouse i just wrote mm last year i found a folder online somewhere i think it was on soul seek or something of a modest mouse show that was in my format that I created way back then that 20 years later, I was, or like 19 years later, I then re-downloaded because I had lost that a long time. So I was able to go back and find, because it was a very unique thing that no one else wrote it the way I did. So I found a live, because I just downloaded so many live Modest Mouse shows. One, this was specifically a show that I was at in 1999 at the uh, Rock Candy where I was front row center and there's a point where Isaac Brock stopped singing and then you could hear me continuing to sing. So you can hear my voice on the recording. And I, I found it again and it happened to be the exact files that 20 years later or whatever that I had originally put on there. So that was, that was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah. It's a, it's, I have my home server that I have set up. So they're on there. Uh, so yeah, so it, was, there, it was, so you have a, a, a song with you singing in it. Yeah. From that I originally downloaded and reformatted 20 years ago that I then found that someone downloaded yeah, from me. That's crazy. That I re 20 years later. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? What was, what so was yours? I'm, 
I don't know if I'm front row center for Depeche Mode coming up in about a month, but I will be on the floor. So maybe if I sing loud enough and get the and find a live file of that show, maybe I can. No, uh, my first not nearly as exciting. I Randy and I were my wife were just talking about that though, and how long it took to get one song like seven minutes right <laughs> just yeah. like you're just watching your song download you're like yeah i can't wait to put it on my toshiba gigabeat which i had um mp3 player it Don't was i think JPEGs back in like 1993 and, and how that one no, fit on watching the images and then download the photo <laughs> <laughs> oh there's the chest there's the <laughs> it's, oh there's the top. I do oh, damn it! I lost my internet. Uh, yeah. It was Minority by Green Day. Oh, you know, um, and also Take Warning album is that Minority? No, that was off of. Uh, wasn't that? Wasn't that a uh, American Idiot? Oh okay. I yeah I don't I'm not I, for what it knows. I stopped listening to them after a while. Um, so it was totally high school. Then, I am not a even though every band I lo- I love is pretty much similar to Green Day. I always hated Green Day because Dookie got overplayed on the radio. Plus, I kind of hated that um, this album titled Dookie. So, uh, I was never a I Green, Green I like Day. Like the album cover, it's like a uh, Where's Waldo. They just put out the 30 year anniversary of it with all sorts of new mixes and demos and stuff like that. Uh, oh, I was also going to say the other song. I don't know which yeah, one it was. On morning. was it was um, on morning. I was on one. Yeah, I was gonna say American Idiot didn't sound right because that was Boulevard and that was yeah. yeah Nick was is probably right. like no, 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 no. <laughs> it was it was on warning. It was on warning because yeah. Nick is our audio file. And you're you're I would say you're a close second. You're you probably are. We, we uh, I think the two of us together complete a, a complete audio file because he's he used to follow bare naked ladies around the country, so he has like a lot more of that side of stuff. And then I was way into punk and all that stuff. So for our young listeners, that was a band. <laughs> bare naked ladies nick nick is kind of a, a he's not a pervert but he's, he but he's kind of a bare naked lady uh, <laughs> but, kind of, uh, but my other one was uh i think it was bon jovi it's my life oh which is like i don't give a shit about bon jovi i don't know it was just that was like the radio bon song. songs, that is a pretty fun song i'll, I'll give you that that it's song came out la. Yeah, same and year. It's now never. I was the same year, two thousand. I was living I don't in Paris. Live forever. Yeah, you have a good. I just want to live while I'm alive. Yeah, that came it's out when I was in Paris. Life. I'm into that. That, that it was like because that was huge in Paris, uh, as well as uh, uh, Da Rude Sandstorm came out then oh. too, and that was. Yeah. <laughs> it took another year or two before it became to the states but uh yeah it was like that and then there was the bomb funk mcs i think was another one that ended up getting big later but uh yeah awesome <laughs> well, right. well this was a long of, episode but we have yeah, a, yeah. like almost a week and a half before the next one so yeah. um this was fun speaking of europe uh i think we should send it uh to our friend james who has not been fired despite the rash of firings all around the MLS where you've had three or four British coaches get fired thus far. Uh, Heath, in the last Adrian Heath is gone. Yeah. Which we, we didn't even get to, but we'll talk about that next time. Who's your, who's your, who, who's your buddy who've had on Sam? Uh, say it again. Pot on you. Pot on you loons. 
Yeah. Sam, Sam from yeah. Pot on Yule. Yeah, we should have him on to talk about it. And they still have a chance to make the playoffs. If they make the playoffs, you never know. Yeah, because they won their next match. Yeah. Uh, well, just just letting you know, James, uh, James probably says he's European because Brexit happened when he lived here. Yeah. But UK, England's not, they're not, they're not Europe. It's true. Very, very true. But you know what? We love James anyway. Yes, we do. And you know what? Do we care about socials? I don't even check mine. No, I care. I care about weird finds. You can find stuff. At you want to fight Cameron? Yeah, at <laughs> if you want to fight Cameron at yeah, Lego people, people are fighting me right now. People who who I apparently don't even see are fighting me right now on Twitter. So it's pretty funny. I'm getting texts that other people are very angry about my tweets, and so I have to say to that, you know what? Uh, <laughs> what does the husky say to the coog? Welcome to Oh shit, I fucked the joke up. Man, <laughs> I ruined everything. No! I guess the Cougars win in the end. Go pack two. Well, this is what's great about social media. You could just hit, you know, backspace, backspace, and then retype it. But no, yeah. you just ruined the joke on, uh, quote unquote, live, because I'm not going to edit it. Yeah. Um, Did you hear about the James. fire in the library? The book got burned. What? The book. They only had one. Because they're stupid, get it? They're stupid. Nice. I want to pull a pillion PR with that joke when I was 12 years old. Good job, man. <laughs> <That was laughs> <sure>. Hilarious. <laughs> Hilarious. Thanks, James. Take it away. Bring us into Take port. It away. <laughs> Recover this podcast, James. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and irrefutably the best MLS team of all time.